Hello, hello, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Alexis. And I'm Miles, and you're listening to Greater Greener Georgia. We have a few things to cover this week, but we're going to start with the most urgent topic, which is that you only have one more chance to vote in the primary election. Uh, Actually, the day that this podcast is coming out is the last day to vote early, which is Friday, May 20th. But if you're listening to this after Friday, May 20th, all you have left is Tuesday, May 24th to cast your vote in the primary election. This upcoming Tuesday, May 24th is election day and your last chance to make your voice heard on who you wanna see on the ballot this upcoming November. You can head over to the Secretary of State's website, which is mvp.sos.ga.gov to find out where your election day polling place is and check out your ballot ahead of time so you know who you want to vote for. Which by the way, if you need a little help deciding that, GCV has a slate of endorsed candidates that are incredibly passionate about environmental justice and taking action on climate. So head over to gcvoters.org endorsements to learn more about those candidates. And don't forget to go vote this upcoming Tuesday. There's one thing we also learned from the 2020 election. It's that relational organizing is the best strategy to get people out and vote. This basically means that people are much more likely to go vote if someone they know well and have a relationship with, like a friend or a family member, reaches out to them to remind them to vote. So if you want to make an even bigger difference than just casting your own ballot, make sure to text or call a few friends who also live in Georgia to make sure that they get out and vote too. Yeah, it's a great way of of uh, keeping your friends responsible and holding everyone accountable for like, did you go vote? Did you go vote? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, right. And people are a lot more likely if they get a text from just some, ran- you know, text banked from a random nonprofit, they might ignore it. But if their best friend from high school texts them and says, hey, I just voted. Are you going to vote, too? They're much more likely to be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I should go do that. Yeah, for sure. And it's also important to look, you know, we've been talking a lot about down ballot, lower stuff um, as well. Mm-hmm. This uh, coming election. So it's important to to get in there and, and do all that research as well before you go. Don't just vote for governor and the big positions. Make sure you get all the way to the bottom. Everyone makes such a big difference, especially the PSC, because, you know, we cover Mm -hmm. that a lot. And that's a really big position that impacts a lot of people. Um, Definitely. And we interviewed a couple of candidates in our last episode. So go check Mm -hmm. that out. (laughs) Yeah, they're great. Um, So basically moving on to something completely different than voting, but still very important and relevant to environment in Georgia is electric vehicles. Um, so I just wanted to, to touch on this. We've talked about it a couple of times in the podcast before, but I still think that it's a topic that for me being really interested in vehicles and cars and trucks and everything is like, seems obvious that I know some of this information about the electric vehicles coming out, but there's a lot of people that have questions still and are still hesitant about making the switch. And um, so I kind of just wanted to cover a couple of basic facts, you know, FAQs um, about electric vehicles. Um, and, and for me, it's really cool to see how Georgia may eventually and is seeming to be becoming one of the major electric vehicle manufacturing capitals in the world and in the United States with the, you know, the massive Rivian plant being constructed, as well as Hyundai, who uh, have have um factories here already, but they're ramping up their EV production and they're making a really, really well made electric vehicle. Um, So hopefully this means that, you know, along with the factories and everything that there will be a massive jump in infrastructure around electric vehicles, like charging stations, because that's really important and and is a big hurdle for folks. 
um, before they want, you know, they, they always wonder where they're going to be able to charge. So basically today, I just wanted to touch on a couple small details that a lot of people always ask me about, um, you know, starting with a big one, which is price. Um, the, the electric vehicles do range in price, um, starting, you know, as low as, um, uh, the Hyundai actually, which is around 35,000, um, which is, you know, very good entry model car. And it's actually has a really good range and it's probably one of the best electric cars coming out right now. Um, you know, they, they do go up, you know, to luxury, you know, Mercedes and BMW and all that has, uh, luxury cars, you know, in hundred, hundred thousand, hundred twenty thousand. But, um, so you can, you know, get luxurious if you want to, but, you know, a lot of folks are probably going to be going on the lower end. I think one of the vehicles that I'm really excited about is the F-150, which is the Ford's pickup truck, which is completely sold out now. You can't even order it anymore. Um, it's been that popular. And I think that sector of having people that need a pickup truck, like work, you know, people doing construction or anything like that, being able to go electric is going to be touch a huge new market. You know, we're not just talking about people that like to, to hike and go camping and like be in Priuses and stuff, you know, we're, we're expanding that sector to where you can have a pickup truck for, you know, this different audience that, that needs that, um, type of vehicle. Um, the next thing that I, that I hear a lot about is charging, um, and how much charging, how much it'll actually cost. Um, so it kind of depends on the vehicle, but it can be as little as $3 and 85 cents for around 50 miles worth of, of power. And, and all that kind of depends on how much your electricity is costing in your area. Like Georgia is, is on the lower end, you know, compared to like California say, but, um, so that, that kind of depends as well. Another interesting thing is electric vehicles really don't need much maintenance. Um, they don't need any type of oil change, any, really any fluids really besides, um, washer fluid. But, um, so that's going to be a big, uh, money saving option as well. Plug-in vehicles. Um, also they do have the ability to charge at home, which is really nice. So you don't have to install any new type of, of installation or any type of charging system. You can just plug it into your regular outlet, which is really nice. And, and that's something that I tell a lot of people because they're like, well, I'm out and about, I need to be able to plug it in. I'm like, well, if you're parking at home every night, you can just charge it over overnight every, every day and you should be fine. Um, so that's kind of a big uh, question with that. Yeah. Um, that's actually a question that I had, you know, I'm, I'm a big road trip girl and <laughs> I often find myself not paying attention to how much gas I have left. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God, I have to go get gas. And when you're out on the highway, it's pretty easy usually to just pull over at the next exit and find a gas station. And so mm -hmm. what if you're driving an electric vehicle and you're almost out of, you know, energy and you need to plug in somewhere. That's something that would worry me that I would just break down on the side of the road. Yeah, totally. I mean, so there's a couple of things for that. First, a lot of these vehicles have um, their own GPS systems in the car that actually is going to map out stops along the way on your trip that will like, you know, you can go and fill up a little bit, which a lot of people do for electric vehicles is you don't really top off the whole thing like you do with gas. You just kind of fill up a little bit to get 50 extra miles before you go to the next stop, you know? Um, and it's also a number that's interesting is the, and this is in 2021. And now this is getting better now, but the average range for an electric vehicle is 234 miles. The average range for an average 
combustion engine gas car in the same year is 250 to 300 miles. So it's not even really that much of a difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, but you know, you're totally right about there's not that infrastructure, especially throughout the whole country. Like there is gas stations, obviously, Mm -hmm. but you know, with that mapping software, you should be able to find a place that you can charge. And also if you can charge in any outlet, you know, you stay at motel for the night or you stay at Airbnb, you can plug Mm -hmm. the car in at any, any outlet, you know, overnight too. So, um, but, and I feel like every few weeks I'm seeing a new headline about new electricity, new electric vehicle charging station being built in like a new city in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure that in the next few years, as these become more and more popular, the charging stations are going to become basically just as popular as gas stations. Yeah. And a lot of gas stations now have charging stations in the same location. So it's not Mm -hmm. even a, it's not even adding a new building or anything. It's just putting some charging spots up around the gas station as well. But yeah, that's a cool thing about Georgia with having so many factories and and production here that they're going to be more likely to make uh, more infrastructure for it, you know, like charging and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my simple overview of, uh, electric vehicles. I think personally, I've been looking into this a lot because I think I will be trying to make the switch with my next car. Maybe I just got to save up a little bit, but, (laughs) um, and kind of figure it out. Um, but we're getting to the point where, yeah, we're getting to the point where I think electric vehicles are going to be viable and are going to be a really good option for everybody. Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree. I think I would love for my next car to be electric as well. And they're also really cool. Like they have so much technology in there because they're just like mm-hmm. super futuristic and they have all these lights and stuff. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're just kind of cool. <laughs> so yeah. that's that. Well, thanks so much. That was really interesting to hear about. Um, and so next, we just wanted to highlight a really cool series of events happening next week. Uh, there's going to be a week of action to tell the Southern Company, which is the parent company of Georgia Power and lots of other utility companies, uh, that we are tired of their dirty ash, which is A-S-H, but... No, we can also say we're tired of what it sounds like as well. And so you may have seen our colleague Juan's video on our social media for our Two Minute Tuesday a few a few days ago. Uh, she and her team are participating in a week of action, and you should join them and make your voice heard. So here's Juan to talk about a little bit more info on that. So next week is a week of action, and it's all about letting the Southern Company know that Georgians are tired of their dirty ash, and it's time they clean up their act. Now that's A-S-H, Ash. It's a play on words because y'all know I'll go there, but I didn't today. Southern Company, Georgia is tired of your dirty ash. Now clean up your act. So here's what we got going on for the week of action next week. You know, we do everything in partnership. Shout out to Arm and Arm. Shout out to um, Georgia Sierra Club. Shout out to Coalition for the People's Agenda. Shout out to Concerned Scientists. Um, on Monday, the 23rd, there's going to be a candlelight digital for energy, justice, and democracy. Candlelight digital for energy, justice, and democracy outside of the Public Service Commission. That's 8.30. So 8.30 next Monday, which is the 23rd, we need everybody outside the PSC for candlelight digital for energy and democracy. Then on Wednesday, the 25th at 9 a.m., there is a rally at their Southern Company shareholders meeting. And that's actually at Callaway Gardens. It's going to be 9 a.m. on Wednesday at Callaway Gardens. And that's because that's where the Southern Company, I just gave you the connect. I just tied it all together why the Southern Company is important when we're doing actions 
um, targeted at Georgia Power, um, the IRP and the Public Service Commission. So that's next Wednesday at 9 a.m. at Callaway Gardens. And then finally on Thursday from 12 to 2, there's going to be a rally and a march for climate justice for the IRP at the Public Service Commission um, building. Again, that's 244 Washington Street. I know y'all already know the address. So real quick, we letting Georgia Power know by way of Southern Company that we are tired of their dirty ash and they're going to clean up their act. We're going to do that by way of a week of action next week, Monday, 8.30 p.m., candlelight visual outside the Public Service Commission, Wednesday, 9 a.m., Callaway Gardens, and then Thursday, right back at the Public Service Commission, again at 12 p.m. for our IRP rally. Yeah, that was great. Um, and make sure to, if you're around Atlanta, make sure to to head over to those events. Um, we'd love to have the support and any more volunteers. Um, last but not least for this week, we wanted to let you know that GCV is hiring, which is really exciting. You can learn more about our new policy manager position by heading over to gcvoters.org slash careers. And if you or someone you know is interested, make sure to apply by June 10th. Yeah. Come work with us. <laughs> yes. Maybe you can be and, uh, featured on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you definitely would be. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for tuning in this week. We'll be back here with you soon. Yep. Have a great weekend.